0: That how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's Mackie. And since the Judd's Hockey Show crew doesn't let me actually come on their show and spew my hockey takes, I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is all about helping your business reach new levels of success through risk management. Find out more about how Federated can help protect your business at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours.
1: Hockey.
2: Yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Yes, it is Judd's Hockey Show. Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, back at full strength. Always were. All of that good stuff. Um, coming off the, the wild seventh consecutive win as they remain red hot beating the woeful Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday night at the X. Um, If you would like to hear a dissection of what is going on with the flower, Marc-Andre Fleury, well, guess what? The Hockey Whisperer hit on that today, Mackie and Judd. So plenty of talk about um, the Wilds' acquisition and how well the future Hall of Fame goaltender is playing. But you know what, Declan? We are reserving this edition of Judd's Hockey Show to discuss... The guy that drives ratings, the guy that drives goal scoring, the oh. guy that drives production. And I'm sorry, it's not you. It is the man, Kirill Kaprizov. That's the upper deck trading card right there. <laughs> Given out Saturday at the X. Kirill Kaprizov, who scored yet another goal last night. Really should have had two. Um, the second one looked like a goal. Ryan Hartman was pushed into um, uh, Martin Jones, the Philadelphia goaltender, by Travis Sanheim. The Wild didn't challenge, quite frankly, because they were kicking the Flyers' ass. And so (laughs) one goal for Kirill Kaprizov, he's now at 37 goals, which is four off Eric Stahl and Marion Gabrick's uh, record, or five off, of, of 42 goals. He is now one point away from tying Marion Gabrick's single-season record set in 2007-08 eight of 82 points. and Or or was it 83 points for Gabrick, and he's at 82. Um, the point being this. Kirill Kaprizov, I think, Declan Goff, it is safe to say that this man right here, uh, a year plus into his tenure with the Minnesota Wild is the most dynamic National Hockey League player in this town, including North Stars players. So dating back to 1967-68, when the North Stars were an expansion team and they left after the 92-93 season, and I started to watch them very intently and was a huge fan starting in circa 1980-ish or so, 79. Um, So I saw Cicerelli, I saw Broughton, I saw a lot of good players. Before that, probably Goldsworthy, would who I did not see, qualifies as being an elite Minnesota hockey player. Bobby Smith, I saw. I have seen the Wild since they started playing in 2000. You have seen a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. I think as far as talent goes, so we're not talking pure statistical output yet because Kirill has not had time uh, to put up significant, significant stats. But that being said, I do not think it's a reach today to sit here and say the most dynamic player that we have seen wear a National Hockey League jersey in this state, and that includes two teams now, is Kirill Kaprizov. I don't even think that's a hot take, Dex. It's
1: it's not a hot take. I can't speak for North Stars players. I mean, I know the lore of North Stars players, but I never saw them play. Um, I was five months old when they ditched town to go to Dallas, so I I, I can't really speak on that. But uh, just in terms of wild players, he is. He is. He is the most dynamic player the Wild have ever had. And he's played, I have it right here in front of me. He's only played in 119 games, and I can make that assumption. I've seen Marion Gabrick, who I loved, playing for five, seven years here, and he was great. Zach Parisi was a hard workman's type player and, and a very good decorated player. Will eventually be in the Wilds' ring of honor. I don't know if he's going to get a jersey retired, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, when you think of all these great players that have, all the players, because I don't even want to use the term great, all the players that the Wild have employed over their 20 years of existence, there's one that stands alone. It's not even close. Like even even the parody, like if you want it pre-Kaprizov, like you know, yeah, Gabrick, okay, he's probably unanimous. And then it's Miko, and you know, Mikhail Grandlin was nice, and Brian Rolston was nice, and Demetra was Wild's was fun. Yeah. This is not even close. It's not even. I don't debate. think the Wilds.
2: I don't think the Wilds close now. Like I don't think that. Gabrick, until Kaprizov, is easily their most dynamic yes. player. And that's that's the cut conversation here. Because, I mean, ho- hopefully Karel Kaprizov has years left to play and accumulate counting stats, right? Uh, so there's a lot left for him to accomplish. But that being said, when we're talking dynamic players, mm-hmm. Koivu, at his very best, was a really good player. He was a hell of a player. He could win face-offs. Uh, he was good. But he was good. I'm talking flat-out this so th- this I guess is the way to explain it the best. When the wild plays games now, unless they're playing a terrible game, you if it's close, you think to yourself one guy is going to tip the scales. Kaprizov. I'm talking flat out dynamic. Cicerelli could have that, but again, he was a goal scorer. Karil is a complete player. I mean that's the incredible thing. And look, I I know that from the North Stars days, Declan, the game has come a long way. The players are better; Uh, their skating is phenomenal. So yes, Kirill Kaprizov, based on the era he's playing in, is destined to be and is more dynamic. But I'm talking about a guy who brings the completeness. Now, Broughton, you know, Broughton was a great player too, but you didn't have the feeling that Neil Broughton could basically, for lack of a better term, just do it himself. That's how I feel with Kaprizov. He brings everyone at his best, everyone around him up, but my God, he gets the puck and you can't take your eyes off of him ever. I really, I mean, I can't articulate enough how just as far as sports go too. forget just hockey, how dynamic this guy is, how much this guy can create himself, how good, I mean, Matt Zuccarello and him have something special, but let's be honest. Matt Zuccarello, his first year here, and I know he was banged up and hurt stuff, but he looked like a bust. Yeah. and he's with Kaprizov now, and credit to him, he's played really well. So I'm not, I'm taking nothing away from him. I gotcha. But you've, but you've also put Kirill Kaprizov on a line with Zuccarello and Hartman. And look at what's happened to both of them, Declan. Like, these are not ordinary things. And I just urge everybody, do not take this for granted. We are watching something incredibly special here, incredibly fun. And and what ordinarily would be hyperbole on my part, I think is a very sound statement. We are witnessing one of the most dynamic athletes ever in this state. On a professional team,
1: yeah, it's it's just been unreal to watch. And look, Fial- I look, you know, I how I feel about Kevin Fiala. He he is um he's the Robin to this Batman that is that is Kirill Kaprizov. And Fiala, when he is on, and boy, has he been on! um After a, a slow start to the season, he's damn good. I'll hope the Wild WoW can keep him. We'll see if they can do that. But you now have a legitimate superstar. Like Fiala was never going to be the superstar of this team. Insanely right. good complimentary piece. And to be honest. If Fiala goes to somewhere else, that is his next role. That's still his ceiling of being a very good, complimentary piece. Probably not the superstar on a team, but a very good dynamic player. And still, when we saw Fiala really start to break things out over the last two years, and we are like, man, this guy's good. We haven't seen a player like this with this dynamic skill. For God's sakes, the goal he scores at the end line yesterday was absurd. He's a, he can create his own shot and also get highlight real goals. But then you watch Kuro Kaprizov, and it's, it, to be honest, it's not even close. It's not even close. To what, what Kirill can create yeah. versus what Fiala can create. You know, and Judd, I also, I kind of want to go back because um, the first eight games of the season, Kirill didn't score a single goal. Not a single goal. And he really wasn't. Game
2: nine against the Senators, I believe, was yeah, his first goal.
1: Yeah, against the Sens on the ninth game of the year, a two point night, a goal and assist. So his first eight games of the season, no goals. Had some assists, which was fine, but but no goals. And then all of a sudden something clicked. On game nine throughout the rest of the season, so in fifty-six games played, he has scored thirty-seven goals, has thirty-nine yep. points, seven or thirty-nine assists, excuse me, seventy-six points, um, yep. shooting a crap ton, two hundred and six shots on net. That's three and a half shots per game. His shooting yep. percentage of eighteen percent, which is typically on the side of, hey, that's a little abstainable. Like that's above league average. You can't keep, you can't really keep you can't really uh, keep that going. Well, when you're shooting at a high rate like this, shooting percentage can increase and it is sustainable. So it's, it, this isn't unsustainable is what I'm trying to say. That's, this is legitimate. He has 27 goals on even strength. 10 of them have come on the power play. He, is, he creates his own ability night in and yes. night out. And you know, I, I brought up the fact with, um, with you and Mackie and Judd on who gets it, who doesn't on Tuesday about the impact that Zuccarello has with him. Because clearly Zuccarello has, has found his uh, a second wind here. He's having a career season. He's already had his best season ever in terms of points, and we were labeling him, yes, as a bus after year one. And Zuccarello has this great superstar to help create for him, but Kirill Kaprizov is the story here. This is what superstar players can do. They can carry you. True superstars. 100% right. 100% right.
2: And a winger, too. A winger, not a center. Right. Zuccarello's need and love to pass would be annoying with Fiala. Yeah. And you would say, okay, he scores goals off that sometimes, but shoot the damn puck, Mats, yeah. right? Kirill Kaprizov is so dynamic and so good, and his ability to set up Mats at times oh, makes yeah. that pairing special. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you brought up Kevin because he allows us the the ability to talk about the fact that there were some certainly North Stars players and maybe like a Gabryk that Fiala was like right because I don't want to take away from the fact he's a special player he's really good like that trade Grandland is having I believe a good year he but is. I but that trade the Paul Fenton trade 10 out, out of 10 times as bad as the Boston trade might look as bad as the Niederreiter trade with Carolina looks now the Kevin Fiala trade is a in my opinion a great trade um, and he's a special player And I've seen guys like him before, and they are not to be taken for granted. And if Kevin Fiala is not back, in my opinion, with the Wild next season, you will miss him. Like, he brings you something. You're right. That goal he scored last night, a lot of guys can't shoot that puck. That's a 90-degree angle short side. That is a hard goal to score. But here's where Kaprizov, and I I was watching the game in the press box last night thinking about this, um, and I don't know that I have an, an answer, and it's what makes what I'm about to say so damn impressive. What does he do best? Like when Fiala's is going his best, I can tell you what he does best. He scores, he scores goals. He's an unbelievable, like he's got talent. He can skate. Mm-hmm. He can, he can shoot his ability to score, but it ultimately ends with his ability to score goals. When I watch Kirill, I tweeted this last night. First of all, it's as if his stick has a magnet to the puck. It finds him. And like with everything with him, in watching his game, you start to take it for granted. It's like, oh, of course the puck's on his stick. Well, no, that's not how life works. Like, it doesn't work that way, but it does. His edging, his skating—he skates like a figure skater. <laughs> it is magnificent. Again, you get used to it, but he literally can move. He shifts. I mean, Dex, watch and his goal—the goal that the counted that he scored last night. He does this. He is constantly with his stick. His Hand movements, arms, and skating, changing his angle. The goaltender doesn't know where the puck's coming from because he's continually moving it. Like you think about the amount of guys that get the puck tee up and shoot, right? And making them good shots and they can score goals. But with Kirill, it's not just the shot that's deadly, it's where it's coming from and the fact that he's constantly moving the point. So that goal last night, go back and watch it and look at where the puck. Is 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 it moves bang goal? Um, I can't tell you what he does best because he does so many things, and so many of them are just small little tweak things. But he does so much so well, and it's like because last night I said I'm gonna really watch him again because I I feel like every every like ten games I need, especially at at the uh, arena, to just focus. Yeah. And you realize all of the little things that I don't think he thinks about, but they're God-given abilities, and they are phenomenal to watch. And that goal last night, I really thought hammered home the points of what makes, what's the difference between Kevin and Kirill? That's sort of the difference.
1: Yeah. uh, What I always have told people in the last year and a half, and now that, you know, thankfully we, we have we're back at full capacity and there's not restrictions and whatnot. It, go watch him in person. It like you can see him on TV and it, it's fun. Like I I was watching the game on TV yesterday um and was in awe watching him just absolutely skate up and down the ice like you said, the way he moves his twig. But when you're when you're there in person, it, it's so different. And he just commands the ice and the ice tilts his way. Um what was it, Judd? Like maybe two or three weeks ago, I forget the exact the exact uh, game they were playing against. Kirill gets off the bench, touches the puck, and you already can hear that little hum from the crowd. Oh, yep. And then he yep. starts doing the cycling around the net. I think he made like yep. two and a half, three laps and everyone, it was, I, I really can't explain it. Everyone was on pins and needles and waiting for what the hell he was going to do. And that buzz that he creates when he has the puck, like I, I can't remember legitimately you probably um, obviously remember it with the Vikings in the early days as a Moss and whatnot and Culpepper. But I can't remember an athlete in my lifetime that is literally worth that price of admission just to watch him play and get that Moss. type of excitement. Like I, I it might be Moss yeah. KG in his heyday, you know, was super fun cause he was so rambunctious and, and really in your right. face. But he um, didn't have that. He didn't he have, he didn't have this talent. KG had, you know, K, KG had the work ethic, right? Like KG was going to outwork right. your ass. Kirill Kaprizov's right. going to just outclass you in every in every facet.
2: Yeah this this is probably as close. So north stars wise, this is probably. But he did. I don't think he got here completely here. Where Madonna was different player. Yeah. Krill, the one thing too is, or not the one thing. Another thing is how damn strong Kirill is. Yep. And, and now it it helps that he didn't come here at eighteen or nineteen. He came here what twenty three, twenty four. So, but I mean, this guy is strong as an ox. His reverse hit, so the cycle thing is fun because the cycle thing he makes look so simple again. And, and that's my that's my test for greatness. Rod Carew, you watched Carew hit and thought, I can do that. Look at how he just, you know, like did his bat, you know, just so it's so easy. Okay, that's a tremendous talent. When krill does the cycle thing, my guest X 90 plus percent of the league if they tried that would get their their block knocked off yeah like you would get destroyed you think a big defenseman doesn't want to lay him out and, and and embarrass him um but he but he does it all the time he makes it look so simple and the speed like think about the elements that go into that cycle incredible speed the ability to control the puck and move the puck so like no one else can get it—it's literally a game of keep away. Yeah, in the NHL, in the NHL, who can do that? McDavid. Yep. Caprisov I mean, how many guys can do that currently? Not many. How many guys can do that game of keep away? McDavid can. I've seen him. Um, but it's a small list, and this is why I've come to to the probably not again hot take conclusion. I think Kirill caprisov right now. Top ten in the entire league. Like you name me ten players that are better, and I, I, I know it's it's Homer bias because we watch them every game. But you name me ten players in this league right now who have a greater skill set. I can't do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, you know, McDavid and McDavid, Drysaddle are fun. Um, Austin Matthews, Matthews is, yeah, he's definitely up there, and,
2: and, and he changes, and he also. He changes the angle of things. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the thing that we don't appreciate. Like, when you're dipping your shoulders, right, and you're moving the puck. And to to go back to what we talked about last year as well, Kirill Kaprizov, I think the thing that amazes me at times, just on the long list of it, is when he has the puck, how he can move, and I I think I uh, talked about this with you last season, in a phone booth. Like, he will make moves that are up against his body. It's like my arms would fall off. And he makes those moves with the puck. And he makes them look simple. Yeah. I think Yeah, sidle. I think I Matthews, I'm looking I'm at the list the right list. now just
1: like in terms of point leaders and it's McDavid. Yeah. Dreisaitl, Huberdeau, which he's good, but I, I don't I don't put him in the same class as Kirill. Like he's having a great year in Florida. He's a, he's a phenomenal player. I don't put him in the same class. I need to see more. I need to see more. Right. I don't put him in the same yep. class as Chris. I need to see more there. Uh, yep. Johnny Goudreau's fourth in points. I think he he's ain't. more dynamic than Johnny. Johnny, Johnny has a case to win a heart this year, but, but um, no, <laughs> girls a more dynamic player uh, than that, Johnny Goudreau. I maybe it tilted to Matthews a little bit. You know, Matthews is so damn good. I mean, he's got 50, he's got 49 yeah. goals. He's, he's a, he's a stud. Um, he's fantastic. I agree. Kyle connor has got 41 goals this year, but I think he's just more of a natural goal scorer than he is gifted. Like, like, yeah. like, Connor kind of, is a is a, a, a great goal scorer like Fiala. Yes. You know, Fiala when he's feeling himself is a great goal scorer. I don't put him in the same talent level, in my opinion, as Krill. And I think, Judd, I think literally, like, and look, I'm I'm sparing Sidney and Ovechkin for obvious reasons. Yes, they are two of the best players of all time in in our last twenty years. I'm putting them in a class like they're they're up there in age. It's not the same. Like this, yes, they are still unbelievable players. In their first pro- ballot Hall of Famers. And in their primes, it's different. But right in now, prime, I don't. I right. don't put them in. in like this if discussion. you were starting
2: a franchise, right. like the top ten, and Ovechkin and Crosby are great. But you're right; they they are in more of the Hall of Fame category than the. I would take him right now, like category. Pasta and um,
1: Boston's good. You know, Barkov in Florida's also good. It's see, I don't good, see
2: enough but, Panthers to know. Uh, yeah, I, I can't comment. I can't comment on the Panthers for sure. Uh I love pasta, but I would take Korill before I took pasta. Oh yeah. Again, it's the completeness of the game. It's the <laughs> dynamic of the game. I mean, I have seen guys that can score a ton of goals, and, and that's really impressive. And I am not denigrating them one bit. Um, but like when we are talking about Fiala and Kirill, it's not a choice. Right. And and you are Fiala's top fan. Like you love the yeah, guy. Yeah, I love the guy. It's great. Uh so like this is nothing but there's a difference between having a skill set and you're like, that's your skill set and you're great at it and that's awesome. And I think the best compliment I can give to Carrill is I can't tell you what his best attribute is.
0: Uh, I
2: mean, I think it might be the skating, but then the puck control's phenomenal. Yeah,
1: that that was I I don't know. you could really do some fun old strong takes exposed on us, but I think the the question I had before he came over here. Um, from Russia because he put up the big box score numbers and we weren't ever really able to see him was because the thing is with Russian phenoms that light up the KHL and come over to the NHL is either number one, work ethic, and two, they're just not good, they're not good enough skaters. They're not good enough skaters. And boy, like were we even wrong to question if this guy can or can't skate. He can absolute fly. And the way he's built, there would be times where he gets his bell around, like, oh God, he's going to get pushed off the puck. No, he keeps it. He he literally, he still possesses the puck. He's not a pushover.
2: No, he's strong as hell. He's strong as an ox. He's stronger than most players. Hey, that hit in Boston by Frederick. He should have been out for a month. Right. This guy is built differently. Yeah. Like, he's constructed like a machine. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying is, is, I mean, mean, dude, I'm 52. I've watched the sport for a long time. I'm old. I shouldn't be knocked over by a player. Yeah. But I am. Partially because the Wild has never had a player close to this. I don't care what Wild player you liked, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Like, uh, get, you know, the Gabrick thing to me is has now by has just completely sailed. I mean, Marion Gabrick was at at his best; he was good. But go back to the fact that Gabrick um, didn't play defense. I mean, this guy. What what would you say, Kirill Kaprizovs? conversely from what i've said weaknesses like what part of his game other than the fact that he doesn't play like this every single night well nobody really does like what is the what do you watch and say yeah i don't know about that like once in a while he has a game where i'm like i didn't see him and i don't like that i mean but i also can't say that he's not lazy he works his ass off most of
1: the time he does tend and this is i think it's more of um you get these two people in the same room. Sometimes you get the same guy and you don't get the end result you want because both of them are in the same room. You know, you get one person, you don't get the other. You get other, you don't get the one person, you know. Him and Zookerrill can sometimes get too cute, you know, with oh, things. Yeah. Yes. Where it's just that, like, God dang it, can one, of, can, can one of you two just quit tic-tac-toeing and just blast right. the damn thing? Um, right. But, like, but again, that's because they're still creating possession and they're still, right. like, I, I, I don't have an answer for you. No, you're right,
2: and, and and they will. So I agree. That's a great point, and I agree with you completely. But they create sometimes so beautifully that that you're like, oh, I start again, <laughs> right? So it, it's, yeah, it's hard to pick on like what he doesn't do well. Um, your point's an intriguing one though, because I believe it was in the post game last night, Dean Everson, and I think he's talking about Max and Carrill sometimes without naming them yeah talked about the talked about the fact that and this clearly frustrates the coaching staff. the first power play gets way too cute. like he's I, I think at one point he said he basically said that he threatened to pull them off the ice if they continued to pass. And I think that's aimed largely at 97 and 36. But again, every time we go down that path and we're like, okay this is a bunch of BS. They'll score some sensational bleep and goal, and you'll be like, oh, okay, that was pretty good. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to find fault here. But I just, in watching that again last night, and, and the appreciation that I have for the fact that superstar players are damn hard to find.
1: Yeah, they really are. Hey, Judd, like, um, we're
2: fortunate right now.
1: As we're uh, yeah. kind of kind of wrapping up and maybe just transitioning a little bit here, I'm curious, because uh, I was talking with a friend of mine last night. and the way he's getting banged up, and the kind of the cushion you still have, do you give Marcus Fina a maintenance game here soon? You know, did do, 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 do yeah, he got hurt to, again I mean, last night? He got banged up last week too. I'm forgetting the, yep. the game he against got Columbus. hurt against Columbus. He he went to the locker or, or went up the stairs. Twice. I love his game, and he and he plays a hard nose game. And we're at the point of the season where no one yeah. is health. No one's hundred percent healthy, and that's the grind of the NHL po- playoffs, right? But right. I would hate. And I i know he took, he went down the tunnel again last night and there might be even something already where they have a plan for him here. Um, but I would, I would give this guy a night or two off. I would. Yeah. I know it's hard to do so when you're winning got- games, but I, I would give the guy a maintenance day. I would hate to lose him long-term in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. So he got hurt um, late in the game last night. He collided in the open ice with Owen Tippett and actually delivered a hit that shook Tippett up. But, Felino grabbed his hand or wrist and w- went up the tunnel. Now, Dean Everson said post-game he's fine, but of course he's a hockey coach, so he's yeah. going to say, like, he he's not fine. going to say, oh my God, we're very concerned. Um, yes, I would I would like to see them give him a game off. The issue is Felino will balk. And so, unless he's really hurt, do you do it? Um, I think it's a good idea. I think it probably is. I was concerned that if he didn't break it, that he'd like sprained his wrist right. or broken a bone in his hand, potentially. Um, but yeah, he is, he still play. I mean, he still plays hard. It feels to me like he is banged up to the point though where it might be impacting his performance. And well, yeah. going into the playoffs, the one thing that you 1000% need is Fulino, Eriksson and Greenway all playing. Because you take one of them off that damn line, my man, and it changes. We, we talked about this yeah. on a Judd's Hockey show a few days ago. It changes the entire dynamic of that line. So, yes, if they can manage it without it becoming a problem, I think that that would, would be a good good idea. They certainly have the depth now, right? Mm-hmm. Duhame potentially goes up to that third line. Right. If Marcus takes the game off,
1: Hell, you can put, you you put DeLaurier up there if you wanted to. Yeah, like you could in a tough, pinch. Tough I don't. Fight. I don't like it long term. You could do that. Did you see that fight last? Oh time? my Delorier? god! Yeah, yeah.
2: Marcus Foligno, thanks for playing, dude. And I appreciate yeah. the fact that you're tough. But Delore, that fight with between him and and Eden Prairie's own former Wild defenseman Nick Sealer, holy shnikes. <laughs> that was old school. That was the best part. Was they literally stood there, beat the crap out of each other in that fight. And then patted I, I know I love that on the helmet. Yeah, I love that to part. be like good fight, good fight, yeah. man. But that was, you know what that was? That was a message to any playoff team that thinks we're going to come in here and shove your team around. Good luck with that guy. I think he's at eleven fights now on the season, and I'm not saying I'm pro fighting, but if you have any inclination to be like we're going to intimidate the wild. Good luck with that, because this guy—if um, he comes after you—I would want no part of Nicholas Deloria. No,
0: not at all. Um, but I think you're right
2: on. I—I I, I like your point on Marcus because he's not going to be healthy for the playoffs. But ha- but having him in as good a shape as possible is probably the best idea.
1: And it, look, they get. These next four, as we're recording this on a Wednesday, they have Pittsburgh at home on Thursday to wrap things up at the homestand. And then they have back-to-backs, Carolina-Washington. I mean, that's as, that's as tough as it gets in terms of a back-to-back on a road is going to play the Canes and the Capitals, uh, two really good teams in the East. I know the Wild have played very well against the East, but still, two really good teams. Um, then they get back home against Nashville, and then they're off for three days, which is will be a godsend. So That's when? Uh, they're, what are the off dates? They're off, Wednesday, excuse, they're off Wednesday and Thursday, the 6th and 7th. Okay. So, I mean, I can make a, a case. I, I can make a case. A Look, it would be hard to take them out of the lineup for those back-to-backs because they're going to want them. But I can make a case after the back-to-back to just rest them for five days. Or not play them for five days, I should say. No, I mean, because they're not going to So
2: just, that, that would a, be what games off?
1: He'd miss the Nashville so game. So three days. He would just miss the Nashville game,
0: and okay. he'd have, five,
2: yeah, he'd have well, four days off. At some point in time, too, here, he might have to sit. Yeah. Like Dean saying he's fine post game last night does not mean he's fine. Correct. Believe it or not, hockey coaches sometimes lie. Do you know who doesn't lie? Do you know who tells the truth every single time? Who, is that, off? who is that? My friends at Livia Weight Control centers The very people who have helped me lose approximately 40 pounds around 240 in September, now down to 201 pounds. And I want to come to you to share the message of how you can get on this program and do what I did. And if Judd can lose the weight, you can too. Join today, get 25% off your program, plus get 35 meals for free. And if, if you don't live in town and think, but I can't join because there are Twin Cities-based Uh, company. That's not true because we have virtual options. So you can talk to a dietitian, get the food sent to you. Um, If you live outside the state, Livia.com is the website. L-I-V-E-A 855. Go Livia 855. Go L-I-V-E-A. L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com. 25% off your program plus 35 meals for free. Lose the weight. Have your clothes fit, feel great for summer. And of course, when you talk to them, tell them that uh Judd's hockey show, Judd and Declan sent you because they want you to be in the best shape possible for the playoffs, of course, Livia.com. Final thoughts, my good man?
1: Uh you know, I'm I'm just happy uh that the Wild are are back to their winning ways. The flower power's been phenomenal. You want to pull a flower breakdown, check out this YouTube channel, uh, the hockey whisperer speaks uh and knows his knows his goaltenders. He he made up some great comparisons. This is not a this is yeah. not some slouch here. This is not some Guy on the couch. This is not some uh, blogger with analytics. This is the Hockey Whisperer we're talking about right here. Okay, well so he, he is on the what couch. He's talking about. He actually, I'm sorry, he is on the couch, but he has some good observations. Does some very so. good observations. Uh, hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel. Also, thank you. Uh, we set a podcast download record for an episode. You are our NHL trade deadline recap episode. Judd was our most downloaded episode in Judd's Hockey Show history. Really? So thank you well, to our listeners awesome. to help us setting us a new that. record. And by the way, know, as get we're getting closer, we're, we're a month away from the regular season ending here. Wild yep. Vetline will return Judd Zolgad and myself welcoming you, the Wild fans, onto the show to talk about a lengthy playoff run. I can't wait for it, Judd.
2: And, and we will be doing... Those shows, home and away, after each playoff game, immediately following the game.
1: Correct. I think
2: we can do that now. Yes. I used to go to the press conferences, which I still enjoy, Mm -hmm. but we have found found that when it comes to our event line franchise here at Score North, you like it most when the game ends and you get on and tell us what you, you think. Exactly right. It's your show. And so we... Have listened. We will be doing those shows, home and away, mm-hmm. immediately after games. And uh, there is a graphic for you. Kirill Kaprizov, upper deck. One of the greatest players in Minnesota NHL history. And you know what I'm saying? Number one on the list already. He's Declan. I'm Judd. Declan?
1: You know, there's no room for petty bullshit
2: Listen, you guys know what this is all about, Right.
0: Right? What's it all about? Spurgy? Hard work and having
1: fun.
0: that. This is about winning.
1: He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks.